Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Welcome back to PR360 and happy holidays. Looking back at 2023 in the comms world, it can easily be seen as the year that AI broke. A major highlight was the debut of ChatGPT, a groundbreaking AI model transforming how we interact with technology. Throughout 2023, AI made significant strides in industries such as healthcare and finance, boosting productivity, sparking innovation, and creating breakthroughs in quantum computing and drug discovery. Heck, AI even got us a new Beatles song written by John Lennon. Yet, concerns about AI ethics, privacy, and fairness arose, prompting discussions about necessary regulations. As AI seamlessly integrated into daily life, it both amazed and prompted important conversations, making 2023 a defining chapter in AI's journey. Want further proof that we're in the age of AI? That entire introduction was written by ChatGPT. Except for the part about the Beatles, that was my idea. AI was obviously a hot topic in the world of PR, and it was discussed at length on this podcast. My conversations with experts in AI technology, as well as those in the PR world, covered a wide variety of topics, including just what is AI, how AI is being used in the field of PR, the ethical concerns surrounding the technology, and whether, as a professional journalist, it will eventually take my job. Like most topics on PR360, the conversations were informative, dynamic, and pretty fun. So let's take a look back on some of the most compelling conversations we had about AI on PR360 in 2023. Let's start back in June when Jason Wells, the CEO of AI DevLab, explained what we mean when we talk about, quote, practical AI. He also talked about the difference between chat GPT iterations. PR360. Can you give us a brief overview of what we mean when we talk about, quote, practical AI or artificial intelligence? Yeah, you bet. And, and I talk a little bit more with my clients about practical AI versus AI in general. A lot of times when we think about AI, it is science fiction robots who are, you know, destroying the world. And uh, that is still in the theoretical realm today. And so I like to get down to the practical AI. What is useful to solve tangible problems today? And it really doesn't start with a theoretical idea about what can artificial intelligence do. It really says, what problems am I facing in my business or what opportunities do I see? And can AI help in solving that? So I, I start in that realm, but AI or artificial intelligence kind of under that bucket or in that umbrella You'll hear words like machine learning, just a, a component of AI, mm -hmm. reinforcement learning, supervised learning. Um, there's narrow AI, which is focused on a specific task versus AGI, which is artificial general intelligence. So that's when okay. it's, that's the robot thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess a lot of people, they're starting to use like chat GPT. That to me feels like some kind of breakthrough where it's, you know, entering everybody's home or workplace. And I just started and I'm on I've chat GPT. I've got 
for, and it helps me out with doing some creative things, especially as a writer, as a communicator. Sometimes when I just need almost just somebody to bounce ideas off that's not in the room, I find it's really helpful. Like, um, can I have uh, 10 reasons why somebody doesn't want to um, look at a QR code when they go out to dinner? And then, you know, populate some ideas if I'm writing an article, right? I, I think it's it's fun in that way. And so there's chat GPT-3, and, and I'm on four, and there's a five coming. What's the difference between the different iterations? Let's take it back just a little step further, because these are, GPT is a generative pre-trained transformer. So what it's doing is it's, it's a model that learns from, in this case, language. So to generate language and, and, and a lot of words and language and figure out how those words come together. It's pre-trained and it's a transformer, so you can use that. These first started coming out in 2017, 2018 with BERT out of Stanford and Google, and they've continued to progress. GPT-3 GPT-3 was uh, about 172 billion parameters. So the number of parameters, the number of calculations that are made to, to give you that next word, like to write that next word, it uses 172 billion of those. And so, oh, real quick, does it, does it put that same effort into every word? Right? It is, is, it, is it going through all the machinations for everything? or So it's boiled those down into these parameter settings, right? So it's built in. But essentially, those calculations are pre-trained so that when you see the word, you know, in the summer, I love to go, well, you're not going to say skiing, right? So it's a probability. Right. What is the next word? So it's got parameters that are looking at all those words and saying, what's the next word? And that's how it writes. Okay. Now, when you move to GPT-4, and it hasn't been exactly released, but the estimates from experts say that it's a trillion or close to a trillion wow. parameters or hyperparameters that are, that are in that model. And, and some say, now nobody's committed to this, but research analyst reports by like Morgan Stanley and, and assessments based upon how many servers they're buying from NVIDIA are predicting that GPT-5 will be two to five trillion parameters. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mega okay. compute power. Now this starts to get to the number of, of syn uh, syn synapses. Uh, synapses in your brain. So, oh. so it's, it's, a, it's a compute power and waiting and learning from all these interactions of words and how they might be displayed and, and presented. So that's kind of a, a lot, but it kind of helps you understand size is one of the things the process of what they're doing. Now, part of the reason that GPT 3.5 got really good, which is the foundation of ChatGPT and now GPT 4, is OpenAI developed reinforcement learning with human feedback models yeah. to, to do kind of the same thing you did with, um, a, a, I think it's a, was a big blue, I don't know if I've, who, who uh, was trained and learned to play chess. Okay, okay. That's it. And so it's these reinforcement models. That's what's happening. These models are getting bigger and, and smarter, and then now they're learning along the process. Wow, okay. See, now, 
See, this is one of the great things where I love doing this show because now I feel like I'm 10 times smarter about this stuff than I was going in. Also, the benefit of being the interviewer is I don't have to know the answer. <laughs> and sometimes I go, oh, no, I'm, I'm talking AI stuff I don't know about. And they go, oh, wait, Todd, that's fine. you're just the guy asking questions because you actually don't know the answer. So it's good. Uh, PR360. Also in June, I spoke with Linda Zebian, Senior Director of Communications and Community at Muckrack, and I asked her how AI will affect the job market. She also shared some of the practical ways that AI is making big strides in the PR world. PR 360. It is a little creepy, though, that it does feel a little bit like we're creating the tools that will take our jobs. <laughs> you know? Is, is there a little bit of that yeah. feeling going on? Um, you know, that's not like, I mean, that's a sentiment that we've certainly heard. We actually, I have like a survey, an AI survey um, I can I can speak to. Um, I was planning to talk about it later, but we can talk about it now. I mean, I mean we surveyed a thousand PR pros um, uh, in, from, in March and April. And um, it was, it was a, it was a concern for some who answered our survey that like is PR, is AI replacing um is going to replace the job of PR pro. And, you know, I think journalism, um, PR, these industries create the creative industry marketing, like everyone's talking about that kind of, um, that potential. But in our view, like I said, you know, and in my personal view, frankly, is AI is never going to be able to make that judgment call. AI is never going to be able to respond in, in a crisis. AI is not going to be able to sit and, uh, you know, counsel and executive um, AI is not going to AI can't replace your voice. And it, you know, and, and folks are, are really going to start to know when something is AI created mm. um, and not vetted and not, you know, scrutinized versus something that a human being created. So um, we see it as a tool that like frees up time and kind of does like that. You know, what PR person doesn't need more time. I mean, right. I don't know anybody who's like, dang, I had a really easy day today. No, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we, we don't have all, maybe the budget that a marketing team has always, right? We're, we're yeah. a little bit uh, run thin um, <clears throat> resource wise. So to me, if I can use um, generative AI to get a thought starter going, um, it's the same as almost having like, you know, like uh, somebody on your, somebody to talk to, somebody on your team who you can bounce ideas off, give you a first draft, and then you have to go back, you have to make it your own, and you have to, you, you have to make sure that it's, it's well-rounded. And then in that time mm -hmm. that you save, you may, I don't know, measure your work, do something that you don't usually do, pull together a report, story mind, story tell, build relationships. I mean, AI, reporters can't have relationships with AI, so, and that's right. like the heart of PR, right? Yeah. No, I I like that. Uh, wh what are some of the kind of small tasks that currently people in PR are using uh, AI for? Um, they're using it to so about fifty seven percent in our survey. So we surveyed a thousand over a thousand PR professionals from March thirty first to April twenty fifth of this year. Sixty one percent of PR pros said they're already using AI or they're plan to explore it. 57% of those who are using it said that they are using it to craft pitches. 48% are using it for social posts. 
Um, so, so it's, 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 it's a right, it's writing. Right. Um, and then obviously with our tool, we have the journalist, um, surfacer, which I think is actually amazing. Like, yeah. To not have to comb through a database or go to Twitter or go to Google and try to find someone who's relevant. Um, that's a huge time saver, um, in my opinion. So I love that. So yeah, that's what people are using it for. Uh, what do you think things will look like in five years in terms of AI and PR? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so funny that you ask. So we asked that question. Um, what are the top five skills companies need to focus on for the next five years? And actually, AI was in the top five. It outranked okay. social media, influencer marketing, and multimedia mm. and short-form video, which are like, gangbusters right now especially like short form tiktok all that stuff influencer marketing oh, yeah. so yeah i think you know and, and, and i've spoken about this before but i just think you know ai can be a little bit daunting it can be like what is this i'm terrified of this thing um <laughs> but you know what if we said that about like search engines back in the day you know like think about how search and frankly digitized anything helped advance the pr industry like Remember when we were all using scissors and cutting out clips and like, you know, yeah. I don't know if anybody listening remembers that, but I certainly remember that. I'm not even that old. So, right. you know, I think you got you to gotta embrace it or at least check it out. Use it to however, whatever degree you're comfortable. But uh, I think to just say, oof, that's scary. I'm going to put close my eyes and put it in a corner. Maybe not be may not be the best uh, approach if you're interested in keeping up uh with the industry for sure pr360 in may adam albright hannah the founder of aha audience builders shared how chat gpt can be useful in creating viral trending content as you'll hear this conversation was a little stressful for me because i write trending content for a living pr360 what do you think about the new AI writing tool, ChatGPT, and how do you think that's going to change the world of trending content? Oh, boy. Like, I mean, I, I love ChatGPT. I've been using it like crazy. It's so fun. There's like so many things you could do with it. Um, in terms of like viral content, like if I were still like as an editor, if I were like turning out stories, I mean, I would use it just to like write a whole bunch more stories. Um, I definitely wouldn't recommend anyone going into the career of writing <laughs> if they were a young person, but um, not like, but like, um, yeah, I know it's an amazing tool. Um, I, like, I never thought AI in my lifetime, I don't think, would be able to produce comedy, but like, I'll ask it stuff and like, I'll tell it to be like a certain type of character, like a mean drunk sorority girl or something like that and explain like complex, like concepts and like, it'll do it. And like, it'll be like, like laugh out loud, hilarious, like how funny the stuff is You're like okay pay attention dumb dumb oh, that's really good but as far as like viral content like no yeah i mean i could just see like an editor being able to i mean i mean it's it's i mean that that stuff is like scary because like you could just like copy and paste an article from buzzfeed and say write a version of this for upworthy and then two seconds later you'd have your own version yeah, it is a little disturbing. It was just a couple of days ago that a buddy of mine was like, oh, I want to give you a tutorial on this. So I said, okay. And I guess I've written so many articles uh, for some e-cards, for Upworthy, for Good Worldwide, that ChatGPT knows my writing style. Oh, cool. No, not huh. really. Because you can put in ChatGPT 
um, write this article in the style of Todd Perry from Upworthy. And you can you can go. How does Todd Perry from Upworthy write? And it'll explain. Todd Perry is a writer who writes empathetic things and catchy headlines. And it goes through this whole thing. And there's another Upworthy writer who does a lot of writing. And I put her name in there. And I know because her style, she writes differently. And if you would like it, and it came out with two different articles. One that was written by me, which is a little more newsy and a little more kind of red meaty. And then it came out like her it was a little more empathetic. And here's how people are feeling about this and. Blah blah blah, and so immediately I was like, "Wait, I wait, wait, I didn't know we were here yet." So that this this thing knows how to write like me, uh, and I found that to be like kind of wildly disturbing. And then I thought I gotta go to like um, I gotta keep doing podcasts like PR three sixty, and then go to bartender school or something like that to uh, make a living. I gotta be. You know, drive lift. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when my boss finds out that they can just write stories like me through ChatGPT. Well, I mean, you could also write stories like you using ChatGPT. So now you can just write like 20 more stories a day. And all you have to do is like write a story about this in the style of me. Bloop, and then you can just do like, you know, by tomorrow. Your job just get way easier. That doesn't matter when I'm unemployed. Well, this is, I'm telling you how to not be unemployed. They're going to try to... Re- somebody else figured out how to do that. So I'm not going to just, like, start taking someone else's, like... <laughs> like, just because someone else figured out how to rip you off. Like, you rip yourself off first, and then scale it up. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it, would be, it would be disturbing. But, although, I'm going to see if it can do me. That would be cool. PR 360. In August, I spoke with Mickey Kennedy founder of e-releases, and he shared how human intelligence and AI can work together to create quality press releases. PR 360. What, what do you think that AI's role in PR is going to be over the next couple of years? I think that uh, my experience with AI is, has shown that you can write a really good press release with it, but you can't just say, mm-hmm. here's a block of information, now write me a press release on it. I found for me to get a really good press release out of it, I sort of knew what I wanted the headline and opening paragraph to be about. And I kind of knew what I want the second paragraph to be about. And a couple of times I've had it to have to rewrite that paragraph and incorporate things that I felt were important. But at the end of the day, I had a document that was, I felt very readable, extremely well written. And, uh, you know, my, my, my stuff was in there and I I felt Mm -hmm. like you can really write a good press release with it. That being said, I suspect that many people who approach it are going to approach it from here's a little bit of information about the company. Now write me a press release. And I think that you're going to end up with a, probably a well-written piece of copy, but I think it's going to be one of those press releases that, you know, I, I might run the risk of telling them, I don't think that this is a press release here. I don't think there's anything newsworthy. I would really discourage you from sending this over the wire. PR 360. Also in August, I spoke with Jeff Berenger, who founded and oversees Golan's global digital team. He shared how the agency is exploring AI's possibilities in the PR world and how the big players in technology are creating responsible rules for ethical uses of the technology. PR 360. Let's talk about the, the big topic at hand right now, which is AI. And uh, what role do you think does AI currently have in PR marketing? And then what do you see it having in the future? 
Well, I, I uh, as you would imagine, we spend a lot of time in conversations with clients and our own teams about this topic. And uh, I think we are, we are all beginning to explore the possibilities. And uh, right now we're uh, discussing what might be possible in the years ahead, but what clients are most interested in that I'm talking to is, is what are the possibilities for today? And mm. how can some of the tools that are just coming to market um, broader tools, some of the you know popular chatbots, how they can be used in our craft, but even some of the very specific tools that are fit for uh, very specific applications in, in what we do. Clients are trying to figure out how can we use these things, how can I use them safely, and what's the benefit to my business? And uh, so we're spending a lot of time uh, identifying where there are bottlenecks in the work that we're doing today and how tools can assist us. We're not, we're not trying to replace human beings, certainly mm -hmm. in our agency and I, you know, our clients aren't either. We're just trying to do better work and, and to do it more efficiently. And we're finding more and more opportunities to do that when AI is assisting us in our work. But it's still, it's still early days. I've got a, a colleague of mine, Todd, who uh, is our chief strategy officer. And he talks a lot about, he often reminds me of, of, of Amara's law, which is uh, basically that we, in the short term, we dramatically overestimate the impact of technology, <laughs> but over the long term, we underestimate it. And I think okay. that's true with AI. Wow. Oh, that's that's great. So it's it's kind of like we're just kind of opening up the toolbox and saying, okay, where does this go? Where does this apply? Uh, what are some specific uses that people are doing right now in the world of PR and marketing? Well, I mean, AI AI isn't new to the world of PR and marketing. Um, AI has been present in our agency's technology stack for years, not months. Uh, yeah. in, in in solutions like uh, social listening platforms, influencer identification, uh, even tools that help us manage uh, social media engagement for clients or customer care and social media for clients, AI is is prevalent across those kinds of solutions, uh, and it's used in in very low risk ways. So it's it's not entirely new. Um, what I think is interesting uh, are, are kind of two things. One is the role of AI in generating content, and that's mm -hmm. the trickiest part of the the applications of this that you know we're, we're figuring out. We're treading most carefully in that area right now because, as you know, there are issues with uh, uh, copyright infringement uh, yeah. uh, issues uh, uh, around uh, intellectual property, those kinds of things, and we're. We're navigating very carefully in that area. I'm very heartened. We work with Adobe as one of our client partners, and I'm heartened to see some of the bigger players in technology taking very responsible stances on the application of AI as they build out their tools. They're thinking about how to protect the rights of creators and so on, copyright holders and so on. So I, I'm, we're very bullish about where this technology is. Right now, we're beginning to use it uh, in new ways to speed up sort of what you would call pre-production processes. Okay. Uh, so storyboarding and things like that. When we're working together with clients to surface new ideas, concepts, those are great opportunities for us to use AI uh, to, to build ideas and communicate ideas faster. But in the end, it's human beings who are taking that idea and bringing it to life and really customizing it for brands. That's cool. Uh, using it for storyboarding because I I wouldn't have thought of that. I just imagine like if you're you're doing a thirty second ad for somebody or you're doing a some micro content and it's like okay we've got you know here's there's gonna be ten shots here first one medium shot of this blah 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 and you could probably plug that in and knock it out in in an hour right right. Right. I saw an example. One of our offices in Asia was recently helping a client um, uh, imagine what their presence would be at a trade show or a, a conference. 
And you know, in the old days, you would sketch out what that what that booth might look like, and it would take days, um, mm. in, in some cases, to get that rendering right. Now we're able to uh, use generative AI tools to say, okay, here's a, a sign that may exist in the booth, and and of course, we're populating what's on that sign and, and and the messages we're conveying with it. But we can create sort of the layouts of rooms, and then our design teams can fill in the particulars very quickly. It just shaves off so much time and allows us to have conversations about um, how a brand wants to show up, as opposed to wasting all of our time pushing pixels. Uh, so uh -huh. it's really been beneficial that way. The other thing that's interesting is is the applications that are coming outside of just content creation too. Okay. Uh, there are tools that that have come to market just in the last year that are that are that are uh, catching a lot of people's attention that help us in what you would call the more traditional uh, parts of our work, like media relations, for example, or even crisis management. So you know there are there are platforms we're exploring right now that uh, can help us speed up. Uh, the creation of press materials to find the right uh, uh, journalists who might be interested in something that we're, uh, we're, we're telling a story about based on what yeah. they've written in the past too. So all of those kinds of things are like, we're looking across everything that we do, all of the specialist roles inside of our company. And we're just asking a simple question of where are the bottlenecks and are there opportunities for AI to help our people do even better work and do it more efficiently. It's all about assisting people to do their best. Yeah. PR360. Finally, in November, on the 200th episode of PR360, Valerie Christofferson, founder and CEO of Global Results Communications, made her first appearance on the show and shared why artificial intelligence isn't much use without having GRC's human intelligence to back it up. PR360. You know, June, we all saw the advent or release of ChatGPT. Right. Yes. And so yes. that just changed everything, too. And it sent some agencies into a panic. Oh, no. How am I going to bill for content? Is that going to take away my job? It sent other agencies into opportunity, you know, looking at it as opportunistic. I can bill separately. I can do, you know, all these different things with it. Um, and now we're, you know, only 30, 60, 90 days into really using it as a tool. And what we decided at GRC is that with Every advancement in technology emerges opportunity for communications professionals, right? right. None yeah. of us can sit here in none of us can sit here in October of 2023 saying we know for sure where AI is going, mm -hmm. but we have a better idea 90 days later than we did when ChatGPT first launched. And as an agency, we took a hard look at it. We do use it as a tool. Yeah. But we have, we recognize that you have to apply human intelligence and that human intelligence is what sets us apart. So mm -hmm. we've got a very strong foothold in telecom, in space, outer space, and in um, traditional technologies, whether it be health tech, auto tech, whatever it may be. And we take a look at the last 18 years under GRC and my team, especially my management teams, 30 plus years in the industry yeah. and we say, okay, ChatGPT will spit out a paper that if you turned it in might give you a B. How do we make that an A for the client? So you have to apply that intelligence. You have to apply that customization and you have to take a step back and not be intimidated by the tools that are available today, but use them correctly, use them smartly. And mm -hmm. don't go out there being, you know, a bad PR professional by saying, oh, here, I wrote this for you. 
acknowledge with the client that you're using these tools because they want to know that, you know, it's not about, it's not about billing all the time, Todd. And unfortunately, especially in the agency world, sometimes you get too caught up in the billing aspect. It's more about the output and that output. What does it look like? Is it meeting the client's needs? And every client's different. It's, it's, there is no one size fits all when it comes to a communications program anymore. Um, you know, just what's relevant to one is not necessarily relevant to another. And so, so I take a look at 2023 to go back to your original question here. Mm-hmm. Um, I take a look at the year and I say, wow, it's another transformational year being in the world of technology and living in the society that we live in today. And as an agency, Global Results Communications has really whether it was by design or not, who knows, you can argue either way. We have really stepped up our game in terms of what value add we're providing to the client. Number one thing to do is listen. Listen to what the client is saying. Mm-hmm. Apply the knowledge you have. Admit that you don't know which direction this AI stuff is going. I don't. I've been in yeah. technology for almost 30 years. I, <laughs> I mean, I remember TV on a phone in the 90s when everyone thought we were crazy. You know, so AI is, you know, and, and, and in 2022, it was all about the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse. And I'm not saying the metaverse is gone. It's far from gone, but now it's AI. So, so you just have to pivot. And I, and I think that's what, what truly um, is a differentiator for us. We pivot on a daily basis. I'd like to tell you it's weekly or monthly, but almost every day we're pivoting in some form or fashion because something happened. PR360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.